You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest. So without any further ado, introduce yourself, man. Yo, 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 what's up? My name is Austin Willis. I'm a contemporary artist, I guess you can say. I'm originally from Hayward, California, now based in the Sty in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, what's up, y'all? happening man yo so yeah thank you for being on the podcast man it's all energy at the end of the day even though it's for its first interaction physically it's like i already feel like you the homie and it's mm-hmm. been like that so it's that genuine connection between people whether that's through mutual friends or just just like-minded individuals and that that same energy that we share so it's like it's like we're here definitely we're enjoying it. definitely <laughs> nice hayward california yeah, yeah, yeah so where is that in relation to like la la county is it like northern southern like where no nah, hayward is uh it's northern california yay area shout out to everyone yeah. Going back home, 510 yeah. on Mamas. Um, nah, Hayward's a smaller town in the East Bay, um, a little bit south of Oakland. Mm-hmm. Probably about if like 15, 20 minutes or so, depending on how you drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's home. But I mean, I got family in Oakland. I got family in Hayward. I got family in Union City. It's just Bay Area is definitely its home. Yeah, so explain the Bay, because I've never been. So like, break it down. How is the Bay? The Bay is a, it's a melting pot. I mean, it's, it's definitely culturally its own, and it's... It's, it's no place like anywhere else on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it to death, it's home, but for me personally, it's just not where I need to be right now in, in my travels and my endeavors and what I'm trying to do with my life. But no matter what, that will always be home. I always have, always represent it whenever I'm away. Um, and even just seeing friends doing really big things back home, it's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's home. Like, shit, I missed that. <laughs> it's a part of you. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, but we all got it once we, like, if you're not from New York or anywhere that you live, you always have that pride of where you come from. And so you, re- you realize some stuff about home that you didn't realize when you're there. Mm. Um, so you take that extra pride in it. And even now when people are like, oh, yeah, this is my homie Austin. He from LA. I'm like, nah, nigga, I'm from the bank. Like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So it's like, it's definitely carry that pride on your back. And it's just, you want to you wanna do well for home, not mm. only for yourself, but it's like, I'm representing the people that aren't leaving. I'm representing mm. If people are getting an impression of the Bay, like, I want to do the best I can to, yeah. to rep that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what was it like growing up there? Um, for me, I actually grew up a little bit of everywhere. So I'm, I'm, the, I'm the oddball. I mean, I was born in Hayward, California, but from age three to about 13, I was actually living in Colorado mm. um, for, the, for the majority. I moved around a little bit more, um, but Colorado was like childhood. Like Denver or where? Uh, Denver, Broomfield, Morrison. Oh, so you just, moved around yeah, within moved around. Colorado. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that was like my childhood. So, But I'm very, I'm thankful for that as well. Mm. Um, so that's like second home to me. My grandpa still live out there in Brighton. Yeah, um, and then we moved back to California when I was like 12. Mm. And then we got back like my 13th birthday. Wow. Mm. Um, so, yeah, from there, I lived back in the Bay. Um, still was moving around a little bit. So, like my high school years, I, I was actually living in the valley mm. um, out near Modesto area just because my family wanted a little bit slower pace, wanted a, a bigger house for cheaper. Change um, the scenery, yeah. But we were still coming back to the Bay all the time mm. like, to see family in Union City and whatnot. So I got a little bit of everything and I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, but then after like graduating, being a, going back, being able to drive myself around, like was in the Bay all the time, went mm. to school. I went to J- JC in the valley. I went to school in San Francisco. So I was out there nonstop. So it's like, from there, that's when it's like, okay, this is the culture I was yeah. missing. Like, yeah. I was always like subjugated to it, just going back and forth. Mm. But when you're actually like involved in it, it's a different feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, it's like I kind of, I'm always from the Bay. I was born in the Bay, but 
I kind of have a broader, a broader spectrum just because of being raised and moving around a lot. For sure, for sure. I think as like, for me, being from the East Coast, being from New York, it's like, you know, you have artists that you're proud of from yeah, another yeah, yeah. place that like, you feel like nobody else is really on. Yeah. It was E-40 for me. Yeah, like, E-40. I mean, that's, that's, that's Uncle Earl Stevens. I mean, yeah. he's super cool. I mean, I've, I've done some graphic design work for his sister. Oh, really? I've wow. met him yeah. a few times. Mm -hmm. And he's just real humble. I mean, we see him, he's still in the game today. Mm -hmm. He's still putting young artists on back home. He's yeah, he's still killing it. He's he's just one of those people that have that longevity and still being able to just come out and just gas himself. Yeah, I mean, he's still man. putting out records today. He still sounds the same too. He doesn't sound like he's aged nah, at yeah, all. I mean, yeah. he's, he's true to himself, and that's what that's why a lot of people in the Bay have so much respect for him too. Mm, definitely, definitely. So, can you even explain like Bay Area culture, or like even how it differs from LA? Like people think LA is all of California, but the Bay is its own thing. Yeah, I mean, for for me, it's just like how I've observed it and just seeing the difference from going from like LA or the Bay. It's like. We're very blunt people. We're very honest in what we feel and what we what we want. Mm -hmm. um, we're wild. We we like to have fun. We we do what we want. And we we're the culture itself is wildly expressive. Um, there's so many different things that happen. It sucks because there isn't like a a designated like marketing plan. Mm. So it's like there's so much talent in the Bay. Yeah, I noticed um, that. But yeah. it doesn't reach that that broader spectrum nowadays it's a little bit better with social media and everything mm. but even then it's still because it's such a distinctive sound that yeah. or sound or style that we carry sometimes it's harder to break out of that mold and carry it so it's like there there has been people that have done it successfully mm. um but even then i mean some people see it differently there i mean there's and i think we see this anywhere you go i mean there's always those people that are proud of the person that was able to break up and there's some people like nah you ain't doing it proper mm. i mean you see it all the time with like g easy yeah like yeah. g like i know g personally just um one of my good friends quap his older brother marty's g easy best friend mm -hmm. so that's how i've been able to like get linked with them shoot some of the shows and when i'm like seeing it, it's like g grew up in in berkeley slash oakland so i mean super humble dude and like just put in his work and he's put in so much work to get where he's at mm -hmm. but some people see it as like selling out or doing with that so i mean there's always going to be that double-edged sword like people that appreciate you but they're always gonna be the people hating like you're not repping it properly so yeah. I mean I mean that's anywhere you go though yeah I, I think of like a city like Houston is like very has a very distinctive sound musically yeah and definitely. like the, the artists in Houston like whoever the people like they champion them yeah you know and it's like they can be like a superstar in Houston and be completely like self-sufficient you yeah. know in terms of their life and I think it's similar in the Bay where you have like artists that the, the community champions and you said it like the sound is so distinctive that um, the people can champion it and it can be like the, the music of the culture of that, that area you know but is there a, a want to sort of break out into like the, the yeah I mean scene? I mean it, there definitely is I mean you see especially if you go there and you get involved in the community you see it um, I mean most people they think of like E40 mm -hmm. Mac Dre uh, too short. They think of, like the big names that yeah. have that distinctive sound. That's that's they're like, oh, that's Bay Area. But mm. it's like, you go back home. You got you got homies killing it in R and B. You got mm. homies doing it. So it's like now you got like, you got the homies from Honorable. Um, mm. One uncle not amazing. Like just R and B. This like Brandon can sing. Yeah. And like does it well. Yeah. Um, the homely Caleb, um, killer rapper. Like it's definitely not that. He still has that Bay Area influence in terms of like West Coast sound and whatnot, but he's just very lyrical in his words and just, he about to go on a tour, shout out to that, um, the Real Person Tour, coming to New York, so if anyone's out here, check it out. Um, nice. But yeah, there's there's definitely those people that are still 
doing their own thing and that's what's so dope about the bay is people believe in doing their own thing just yeah. chasing that yeah um but sometimes it get, kind of gets lost in that translation because people are looking for that distinct sound right um right. i mean i think it happens on the east coast too people are like oh this isn't it this isn't east coast rap yeah it's like but this dude is tight like exactly um yeah, yeah. i mean you see it just like being an outsider and like perceiving it, it's like even just seeing like joey badass mm. like some people like that's the people's champ here but right. some people just like nah that ain't really east coast rap that ain't what's mm. what's in right now just mm. like but yeah. he's putting on for brooklyn non-stop yeah. so yeah. it's like why well, i hate on it but yeah at the end of the day it's just understanding that everyone is going to have their own opinion and mm. At the same time, you have to have that balance. Definitely, um, definitely. So it's like, yeah, go ahead and hate me. You keep my name alive too because you're speaking on me. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you said that um, when we were talking earlier, you said you were doing photography first. Um, or was that one of your first creative endeavors? Like, and when did that start for you? Nah, so for me, I mean, I've been drawing, oh, drawing and stuff since I was little. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I always had like a very natural talent for visual arts, but I never took it serious. For mm. me, it was just like doing it as a hobby, drawing yeah. my favorite cartoon and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, animes I was watching on TV. And my mm. parents were like, oh, you you got this. Like, you should take this serious. I'm like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> I'm just having fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then in 2014, um, I was running track in college and mm -hmm. I, I hurt, injured my back and it kind of just, that ruined my track career for me and I kind of had to retire at the moment. It was a dark space for mm -hmm. me and I was mm -hmm. just trying to figure out like what the next step was. Yeah. Um, my best friend who's like my brother, Rajai, um, back home, he started a clothing brand called um, DTFS, Devoting Time for Success. Mm. Um, I just had a little bit of background from taking some classes in high school about graphic design and stuff. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, let's let's do this. Like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna support you. Like, got a little bit of knowledge, let's do this. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I started doing graphic design. I was like, all right, yo, this shit tight. Like, <laughs> which is having fun again, just like, yeah. found a new sense of happiness. And mm -hmm. then from there, I kind of started doing like some digital illustration, like messing around with like Adobe Illustrator, stuff course, like that. Of course, of um, And was just doing like, photo manipulations type stuff of like homies like I ran track with um, people I knew from like other schools in like different states with track and like doing like some like stuff like that and people was like catching attention to it and I was like okay this is tight how old were you at this time uh 2014 like 2021 okay around cool. there yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah and it started I kept on doing it, and then I started like making cartoon version mm -hmm. I guess you could say of like people and like those illustrations of people Next thing people are like, yo, do me for one. I'm like, all right, shoot me 30. Like, <laughs> right. And it's like, oh shit, now I'm making money at this? Like, shit, let me take this serious. Yeah, it's like, at yeah. first I was actually doing graphic design. I was doing a lot of album covers, mm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided to transfer um, schools to the Academy of Art. Mm -hmm. I only stayed there for like a semester and a half, just didn't agree with how they were mm. teaching. So I dropped out. Yeah. Wish I would have stuck it through, um, especially now as life goes on and you realize some <laughs> things. But I mean, it, it was necessary for the time being. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, from there, I mean, a lot of homies back home, my homie chose um, Goose, a bunch of them, they're all photographers. Mm -hmm. And I was just always out and about with them. And they're all creating on the go, but I'm like, I'm the graphic designer friend. So I'm just mm -hmm. kind of like chilling and whatnot. I'm just like, damn, I want to create too. <laughs> what do like, I do right now? Yeah. I want to create what I'm at the house. Cause like graphic design, you're, you're in, the, in front of the computer. So while you're yeah. out, you're not doing nothing. So yeah. I'm like, shit, I want to create. So like, you know, start shooting on your iPhone. Mm. Next thing you know, you're like, okay, let me use your camera. Let me see if like this is done. Like, just kind of get, getting momentum. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, this is fun. Like, yeah. And I just, for me, it's like, I always love meeting people and like hearing other people's stories and document. Naturally, just wanted to document that when I was mm. like with them. So it's like, I started getting, I think I was pretty good um, <laughs> at portraiture and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, just kept on going from there. And then I started, um, 
but for me it's like i never played to be a photographer it's mm. like it was just another art another art tool to create to express yeah, yeah um mm. so yeah i started doing like some mixed media work and then i started doing like more photo based projects and then yeah just um in 2014 i did a project called natural melanin and this is like at the time before like curly hair was like the thing that it is mm. now mm-hmm. and like for me it's like i just wanted to document um women of color and like their natural state and show that beauty like dark skin light skin curly hair braids whatever it was i just wanted to diversify that and just show that beauty in it because like for me black is beautiful like, right right absolutely um, so yeah and then i, I posted it on tumblr and it, it took off mm-hmm. <laughs> um and yeah it, it got me the opportunity to like afropunk reached out and like wanted to like do like a small write-up on it mm. And they're like, yeah, like, why don't you come shoot Afropunk? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> and were you living in, on the West Coast? Yeah, I was still in California. Wow, so okay, I was like, yeah. hell yeah. So like, I why came not? And that's when I came out here in 2015. Yeah. So okay. I came out here to shoot that. And I was here and I was like, I was just meeting people. Like I, I talked through the internet. I was like, okay, this is dope. Mm. And I was, like, I was just crazy meeting dope people. And I'm like, fuck, I'm only here four days. I'm like, I don't want to leave. Mm. <laughs> but I was like, all right, well. I could see me living here because I think it's like in my heart. It's like I knew I needed to be here to grow as a person, but also right. an artist. Right. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll go back home, work, save up, and then I'll move back. But I was like, damn, I don't want to leave yet. It's like I'm only mm-hmm. here four days. And mm-hmm. one of the homies I met through a mutual friend, um, Soup. I was he was like we was hanging out. He's like, yo, yeah, shout out to Soup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, wow, damn. Yeah. yeah so Soup, um, he was like, yo, I got room. Like if you want, like you can just stay with me mm-hmm. to get on your feet. I was like, all right, cool. Like I'll think about it. And like that day before I left, I'm like. Call him, I'm like, yo, Soup, were you serious about this? He's like, yeah, like, if you about it, like, mm-hmm. you can stay with me till you get on your feet. I was like, all right, fuck it. Yeah. So man. just, like, I had $300 to the bank account, right. no job. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I had at least somewhere I had a roof above my head, and I was like, fuck it, just missed my flight. Wow. And just made the shit happen. Yeah. Like, a week later, I got a job at Best Buy. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like, it was just all focus mode trying to make it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I stayed with Soup for, like, four months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in that time, I was, like, still hustling, like, shooting. Ended up showcasing like Miami Art Basel with two people, so like it was really dope, and it was just like yeah. And then within that four months, by January, uh, January first on New Year's, I moved into my first apartment. And, Damn. and yeah, it was like it was dope. It was really dope. So my brother came out from from California, and like he helped me move everything in, like. <laughs> it was it was crazy because like damn like I got my first apartment in New York and like I had sh- nothing in my nothing. room I didn't have a bed nothing we just had some blankets to sleep on a hard ass floor yeah, but it was like yeah damn nigga we here <laughs> <laughs> no that's a, that's a huge point to make because a lot of people have that aspiration to even move to New York and they don't have the means or the resources or anything and I think your story is like a testament of just going on your your will really and like going on your instinct yeah you know? I mean. People always like, damn, that's crazy. Like, how do you do it? And like, I'm just, to this day, I'm like, I don't, I honestly couldn't tell you, but it was just <laughs> yeah. that desire. I mean, I've always believed, like, if you believe in something strongly, chase it. Like, mm. sometimes it's going to be wrong. Sometimes it's going to bite you in the ass, but like, chase it. Like, yeah, yeah. Parents always tell me, closed mouths don't eat. Like, if you believe in something, like, that's true, act man. on it. So, I mean, I did the same thing last year. I went to travel for three months. Like, lease was up. Got my passport finally. I was like, I'm trying to travel. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. Now was the first time. Like, I just booked a ticket for like three month gap. Like, flew into Lisbon, mm. three months, and I knew I was flying out of Lisbon. So I knew I was going there, and I knew when I could return. Yeah, yeah. But I left, and I was like, all right, cool. 400 bank in the bank account again. Just left. Yeah. Like I knew I was getting like my 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 security deposit back, and I knew I had like a couple other like little checks. I'm like, all right, cool. Like I could survive. Yeah. Like 1500. I could do that for three months. I, I was like, I moved to New York. I could stretch this. Yeah. So, like I didn't think of like conversion fees. And, like not, not being able to like think about like talking to people and yeah. all this all this crazy stuff it's like there's definitely some parts like i hit some blows and it was like mm. fuck like mm. what why did i do this like mm. 
like luckily my mom was paying my phone bill at the time just so because yeah. she wouldn't be have a phone because at first mm-hmm. i was like i'm gonna go out there like i don't need a phone like yeah. fuck it <laughs> and she's like nah like you at least have a phone so like she paid for my phone bill so mm-hmm. like i at least had a phone and, like for sure there was one point i was in i was in milan like i was broke yeah like i have 40 euros to my name so it's like pay for a hostel for two nights I'm yeah. like, but i like i broke down i was like fuck like i'm broke i still got a month and a half before i can yeah. even go back to the states what'd you do first i cried like a yeah, mother like, I, feel you. Yeah. I, I, I called my mom i was like mom i just want a hug i can't even get that like i can't talk to nobody out here i'm like i was like i don't know why i keep on doing this why i put myself in these situations I just mm. had like that breakdown she's like well i can't do shit for you mm. so you gotta figure it out mm. she's like i'll send you a little bit when we get paid friday so you can at least get in the hostel for a few nights i'm mm. like cool i'm like fuck that's friday it's monday yeah like, <laughs> yeah, yeah how are we gonna do this yeah so like i called my other friend and i'm breaking down the nim too they're like i was in like snap the fuck out of this thing you mm. like you a hustler i'm like you right all right mm. cool get off the phone with them like all right i got two days in this shit yeah i ain't doing shit for two days but trying to figure out this thing so i'm like what can i do mm. i'm like fuck it let's make a print sale real quick fuck it let's make a gofundme yeah fuck it let's do this so i'm like i'm just putting out hella things and like luckily like my brother rajai he hit me up and was like he's like yo i forgot to send you your birthday present i'm like i'm like yo send me like 40 that will help <laughs> he's like yo check your bank account Send me two hundred fifty dollars. I'm like, yo. Yeah. So I'm like, I was like, fuck it. I was like, whatever. I'm in a hostel. Mm. This will pay for a hostel for like a week and a half at least, yeah. two weeks. I'm like, fuck. I'll stay in the hostel. I'm like, I'm like, I get breakfast here. They got a kitchen. So I'm like, anytime there was breakfast, like I was stealing hella shit. Yeah, like first one there, <laughs> first one there, eating hella, eating hella food, but yeah. then stealing hella like croissants and shit, and, like wrapping it up. Stuff in, you can take with you. Yeah, yeah. wrapping it up in like shit. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, this covers like breakfast and lunch, yeah. and I just gotta worry about dinner. Yeah. So I was like. Rapping hella shit, putting like a little locker I had in the in the hostel room. Yo, hostel life is so real though. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, hostels be clutch if you travel alone, like, cause you meet hella people. That's the one thing. Um, man. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I was like, cool, that, and then like sold some prints. I got some extra money. Mm-hmm. Did this. I'm like, all right, cool. I at least got through this month. I'm making it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but I was going nuts in Milan, cause there's like no creative scene. Mm-hmm. I only knew like one friend there that I met out here in New York through mm-hmm. like riding BMX. Mm-hmm. So like I was hanging out with him here and there, but I'm like, fuck, I, I gotta get out of Milan. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck. I'm like, where can I make some money? I'm like, I can go back to London and make some money just cause I know some people, mm-hmm. but London's gonna break my bank. Cause it's yeah, just, that's the thing. London is super expensive. London's yeah. mad expensive. Yeah. So I'm like, so I'm like, okay, let me see if I can book some stuff. Mm-hmm. Luckily a homegirl, she's like, yeah. She's like, actually I want you, if you can come back out here, I want you to shoot a lookbook for me. Like, what's your rate? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, damn. I'm like, what's enough to get me by the rest of my trip? I'm like, I ain't gonna tax her. I can make some other money. I got this coming in. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's usually 300 American, 300 pounds. Cause I'm like, 300 pounds will convert back to um, yeah. some amazing shit yeah. for me. So I'm like, all right, cool. She's like, she's like, yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I'm like, okay. I'm like, damn, I should ask for more. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, some stuff, some stuff went wrong with like her manufacturer and whatnot, and like we had to cancel that. So I'm like, mm-hmm. like I'm like, there goes that. Yeah. She's like, I feel bad. Like, she's like, can I like, because I have to cancel, can I like give you a cancellation fee? I'm like, of course. Yes. She's like, like half. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, cool. I got one fifty for doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, that helped out, and then like finally, like as I'm back in like in london like my um my security deposit for my apartment finally came back so i'm like that 800 hit at perfect time yeah. i was like yes wow. i'm like this will stretch me through the last of my trip i'm like okay mm-hmm. i got this i gotta get out of london before it goes broke mm-hmm. so i'm like mm-hmm. i'm like looking at cheap tickets i'm like 
oh shit, Morocco, $20 for a flight. What? I'm like, yes. Damn. And I was like, damn, I'm been trying to go to Morocco. I'm like, Morocco, mad cheap. Sheesh. I'm like, I'm going to Morocco for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I didn't just tra- because. I'm like, booked a hostel for the two weeks there. Like, mad cheap, like $100 for the two weeks. Yo. Food super cheap while I'm there. Mm. It was amazing. But I'm like, I even like really travel around while I was there. I just stayed at Marrakesh. Yeah. But like, <laughs> And that, that, that travel is super unique for me because, like, a lot of people there thought I was Moroccan. Mm. And, like, I walk up to the and they start talking, like, French to me. I'm like, I'm not French. They're like, oh, we thought you were from France. Mm. Start speaking, like, Vinny to speak, like, Arabic to me. I'm like, I don't know what she's saying. They're like, they're like oh, we thought you were Moroccan. I'm like, I'm like getting this back and back. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna finesse this. Yeah, you got it. So I went to one. He's like, he's like, oh, I thought you were Moroccan. I was like, oh, I'm third generation. This is my yeah. first time back to the to the country. Like, I don't know the yeah. language. My parents never taught me. And I was like, oh, my friend, my friend, let's show you around. I was like, yes. Yeah. So I, was, I was getting like silk scarves for homies. Like they were trying finesse. to charge. They were yeah. trying to charge people like 800 dirham. Yeah. Which is like 80 dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about that. And I was getting for like. 150, 200. Mm. I'm like, I'm just racking up silk scarves. I'm like, that's about to be like, why? And they go, why you got all these scarves? I'm like, they're gifts. Yeah, right. My seven wives. <laughs> no, that's real, man. No, and it just sounds like, just even from that trip, the whole three months, it's like, when you put like a certain like energy into the universe and you sort of say like i'm going to make this happen even if you don't have the means or resources the resources will will find their way to you like the way will be made for you and it sounds like you were just sort of like following your your internal compass and you like ended up in places that you couldn't even really imagine yeah i mean that's what it was because i mean when i was when i went i had no like destination like where i want to go like i had some ideas like if i can make it here cool yeah but like I kn- the only like real place I knew I was going was Lisbon, and I knew I was stopping mm-hmm. off in London at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two like I really had like set um, goals, yeah. But yeah, it just kind of like took me on a route of its own. It's like it definitely tested me. I broke down. I felt the mm-hmm. highs, the highs. I mean, I spent my birthday, my fucking twenty third birthday in London, shooting Afropunk, mm-hmm. fucking for selection. The um, shout out. Shout out to Julio, the hooligan. Yeah, Julio was good, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I was with them, and it's just like I was. It was dope because like I'm on stage shooting. I'm just like it took a moment. Where I looked up, and like I'm just like, damn, like I'm, I'm 23. Yeah, I'm here. This is my mm. birthday. I'm like, it's just like, damn, I would never thought this is how I'm spending my birthday. So mm. it's like one of those moments where you just kind of take it in. You're just like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is what it's about. Yeah. And that since then I was like, all right. Every birthday, I gotta spend in a different country. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. So like even this year, I mean, I got back working and whatnot. I'm like, I wanted to go somewhere, but I was like, I ain't trying to spend the money right now. Yeah. And then during Afropunk, um, my cousin, uh, his friend Sydney came out from Toronto. We we all hanging out when I'm, we were just talking about travel and whatnot. And I'm like, damn, I really need to go somewhere on birthday. And we're like. Yo, why don't we just go to Toronto? Yeah. Like, it's right there. So, like, so close. me and my cousin hopped the bus up there for, like, five days. I'm like, yeah. hey, kept the goal. That's Another right. country for my birthday. That's right. That's right, man. I mean, that trip in its own was insane. I try like, to tell people, like, I was born in Buffalo, so I was, like, really close to Toronto. Oh, you was probably always up there. No, not as much as I wanted to be, but I, now I'm, like, the biggest advocate of Toronto. Like, so so explain, what was your trip like in Toronto like? <sighs> Toronto is, uh, it's... It's a party. It's a party city for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, there definitely is a, a creative culture there that is mm-hmm. very unique in its own. But you have to, you have to know somebody. Like mm-hmm. you're not just gonna see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, luckily, like Sydney um, and the homie Misha, like she was able to hook us up with some people. I knew my friend um, through one of my friends through um, social media. She went hooked up with like her her sister Jillian out there, so we linked up with them, which like nice. was really dope. Like 
this like mixing party which was dope like mm-hmm. some killer producers out there nice nice but yeah the, the trip in itself was crazy i mean <laughs> whole lot of nonsense i mean we got off the bus <laughs> dropped off our shit to the airbnb got lunch and it was like our homies were like Yo, you try you trying to do some acid? We like fuck it, yeah. Like why not? So like, mind you, this is like a, an hour span yeah. of getting to around. Like you just got, got there, dropped off a shit, getting lunch on acid. Like, yeah, that's day one. <laughs> day one out of five. Yeah, yeah. So like the whole trip was just nuts. But I mean, even even those little moments, it's mm. it's crazy. I mean, I don't I don't encourage anyone to try drugs, but I do at the same time. Uh-huh. Like especially if like you're any type of artist. Like because for me, like for the longest time, I was like, nah, I never do drugs. Like. Yeah. Fuck all that Like I'm just, just weed That's the only thing I do And then like I moved out here And something just happened I was like Fuck it Like you only live once Let me just try this shit Like I won't do anything crazy Like right, right. Like for me Like shrooms and acid Is probably like my limit Like mm-hmm. I won't do anything else But yeah. even those experience Like Yo, I It's to, just like You do it one time And you're just like Wow, life kind of makes sense now. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I see why Jamie Hendrix and them did all this mm, shit. Like, <laughs> yo, I've been telling people with shrooms, like, yo, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. But we'll we'll, we'll yeah. touch base on that yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> off, off the record, but definitely, man. Like, we like, can do it on the record. People got to know. <laughs> they got to know. Just one time. I, that's why I tell people, I'm like, mm. yo, like, I don't, I'm not encouraging you to try it all the time, but like, if you got that one opportunity, mm-hmm. that where it just feels right to be like, fuck it, why not? Yeah. Like, do it. Like, it's definitely like, it's, it's it, mind it, opening. It, it, it changes a lot of stuff, and you're just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now that you're like more established living in New York, like what was that like? Like now that you're sort of getting more comfortable and familiar with the city, what was that experience like now? Were you still just doing photography strictly, or were you getting into other things? Year one, I was. Yeah, yeah, year one was just like straight photography. Like I was doing some like graphic design stuff here and there, but yeah. it was just straight photography. Mm-hmm. Um, Year one was rough. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. Year one was definitely, especially coming out here with no family, nothing like right. that. Like it was, it was rough. I mean, life is crazy. Yo. I mean, after like month three, mm-hmm. I had met um, my girlfriend actually. Mm-hmm. Soup took me to some random event. Her friend took her to the same random event. Mm-hmm. Like we never connected. And, like that vibe was there, and then we could just hang out. And but she was the only one kind of has seen like this whole process. Mm-hmm. But even within our own relationship we had a very rough patch because there was a point in year one where i went through a very bad depression Mm. like just didn't know what i was doing anymore like i was writing on my walls like Mm. i was just i was just kind of like fuck everything like i don't know Mm. what i'm like what i'm doing why am i doing this like what was the point anymore and like that's real yeah we broke up and we separated for a year but i mean luckily the universe had brought us back together this this summer and Mm. we together again so like universe definitely works in its own ways and it's like within that separation, we 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 both can tell that we've grown so much, mm. but it was it was needed, mm. um, and we're both thankful for that time apart because it's put us in a better place. But yeah, year one was definitely rough to where after we broke up, like it's kind of like that point where it's like, okay, I gotta heal myself and figure out how to love myself and just figure out how the city works. I'm like, it was just crazy, and a lot of stuff went down. Um, I don't know how to really explain it, but it's just like you go from that point of like being lost to getting some kind of comfort to be like, okay, like this is rock bottom. What do I got to mm. do to step back up? And like, mm. you start building yourself back up and that's like, that rock bottom point was like right when I'm starting to go travel. Like yeah. it's right there. I'm like, fuck, okay. Like I got to do something that's going to like, I need some solitude to myself. Yeah. Recalibrate. Um, yeah, so yeah, and that's when I was like, fuck, I need to go travel. Mm. Like, I never travel. Like, let me go do this. Let me go away for a little while. Yeah. Um, at first I was going to go solo, but then my homie Stefan, like, 
we were just talking. He's like, yo, that'd be tight. I'm like, fuck it. Why not come? <laughs> and like, yeah. just, he was like, oh, no, no. But I convinced him. Nice, so like, nice. he hit me up. He's like, yo, I booked the ticket. He's like, where are you going first? I'm like, Lisbon. And that's where I'm flying back from. Mm. He's like, all right, I'm going to book the same trip. I was like, where? I'm going to travel with my homie for three months. So yeah, yeah. And like, me and Stefan, like, we knew each other through social media, but we only hung out in person like once. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was like, same thing as us now like that genuine connection Same just like vibe. that energy so it was like fuck it let's do this and yeah. like that's that's my best that's one of my best friends now like that's my brother and I, I would trust him with my life if i have to mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean we traveled together for that first month but then he actually had to come back stateside okay. just because some family stuff yeah so the last two months it was by myself and within that two months i'm traveling is like that two months of like solidarity and just like especially being in a country where you can't talk to anyone yeah. if you don't know the language yeah it allowed me from going to hit another rock bottom while traveling not, not having to figure stuff out it's like within that time of those yeah. two months i was able to find myself and just understand kind of the language of the world right because you have to like you said you have to, you don't have that that means or anything so you really just following like the natural compass of mm. life and just figuring out as you go and it's like within that it allowed me to slow down i guess you could say because mm-hmm. um, even when i came back my brother's like yo i can tell you grown like Hmm. you're just more calm you're more aware you're more you're just you again yeah like you became you got to a point where you're just you're not worried about it mm. um oh i forgot i did rewind no keep going yeah yeah rewind. i was like rewind yeah go go ahead so there was a point when i was in year one where i went back home for a month because okay. i was like and this is like this is like right after i broke up with my girl because mm-hmm. i was like fuck i need to go home just i didn't get away from new york i'm done with this mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. went home for a month then i came back then all that happened then i went traveling uh, yeah <laughs> But yeah, and like within that process, like I came back and like I came back to nothing. Didn't have an apartment, mm. nothing. So back to couch hopping once again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, luckily this time was only like a month and a half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got back. I mean, luckily that hustle mentality. I was like, I got back. I knew what I had to do. So like within three days of being back, got a job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like walked into opening ceremony to say what's up to some homies <laughs> that worked there. Walked out with a job. Not playing no games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just started working again, and then within that an opportunity like came up for like my current apartment an amazing st- space in a brownstone nice one of my friends she's like i'm moving out because the apartment's too big i'm like <laughs> i'm like too big but she does music so there was just too much echo in yeah, the room. Uh, that makes sense that makes sense so i'm like i'm like yo like anyone took the room and she's like nah not yet i'm like can i come by and check it out like mm-hmm. how much you pay she's like 875 i'm like what i'm like all right let me check this out <laughs> i went over i was like Yo, who I gotta talk to? Like, hold this, <laughs> right like, now, yeah. right now, like, <laughs> and it, it worked out. Like, I and that was the point where it's like, when I got back, like, I knew there needed to be a shift for me creatively, and I wanted mm. to create for myself. Mm. Um, and I already had thought about like doing more tangible work, right? Because I wanted to create with my hands and make physical things that was like I created. This. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. especially with digital photography, this is the point is like. I made this, but I didn't make it. I didn't create it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted that tangibility back in. When that apartment came up, I was like, okay, I already planned to do some like media <laughs> stuff. And I was like, but I ain't trying to lose this apartment. So I was like, right. fuck, I'm gonna sell my camera. Mm-hmm. So I sold my camera really just to hold down that apartment. I was like, I can buy another camera, Facts. like whatever. Facts, yeah. But yeah, I mean, once I got into that apartment, I was like, all right, well, I ain't got the camera. Like this is the perfect time if I'm gonna, mm-hmm. if I'm gonna explore a different avenue. Like now's the time. So really? yeah, I picked up painting and at first i was like i'm gonna do exactly like what i was doing when i mix me work and then mm-hmm. you know life hits you fast and like it's a little bit harder than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> um and through that i found like abstract painting and it was just very national and very meditative for me mm-hmm. it's like i felt at that point when i was painting it's like that's the one moment where it's like everything is just quiet yeah so walk walk me through that like say your first 
abstract painting like were you just trying different things or did you even have like a a guide or like nah not at all i mean just went out the canvas and just started yeah i mean i mean i have some homies that were paying so like i would ask like a little questions about like different types of paint stuff like that yeah um but yeah i didn't really have any set plan i mean i just bought some unstressed cameras like i didn't even know the difference between like primed and unprimed canvases mm. so i bought like unprimed because i'm like oh this is cheap but let me get this <laughs> stuff out <laughs> um but yeah so within that process it was just like wow like these like different materials react differently stuff like mm. that and it's like it was a point where from like end of february so like early march to like may mm. like i was just pumping out paintings left and right like i was just buying like paint like this thick like like watercolor paper and like just doing paper pieces just like an experiment and I was yeah. like within that time I did like 50 paintings Damn. so I was just going ham for sure for sure because I was like for me it was just like I'm just trying to figure out like what my voice in this is right. like it's it's starting over completely and mm-hmm. some people thought I was completely crazy like oh Yo, you have a career in photo like why are you giving it up and it was like for mm-hmm. me I'm like I'm not giving it up mm-hmm. like it's photo is still part of me like still I there. still love it it's just I don't need it right now it's mm-hmm. not it's not fulfilling me for what I need in my life, and if that's the point, like why do why am I gonna do it? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I was like, it's not about the money for me. Like that will come left and right, and mm-hmm. money comes and goes. But I need to do what's gonna make me happy. because mm-hmm. within that, that's where the true money will come. Right, right, and the true joy. For yeah, sure. so yeah, yeah, I just started painting and just find that within itself. And luckily, once again, I mean, it just came natural to me. And like, I've had the the privilege of people like supporting my vision, just just helping me grow and like. I already sold a number of paintings. I'm very thankful that. Shout out to all my friends. Definitely. Random people that have collected from me. And like, even with that, it's like, okay, like I can do this. Yeah, yeah. So you keep on pushing forward. And like, now I met with a, a curator. Like she had a, a studio visit with me in my apartment. And like, nice. she really likes where the work's going. And she's like, all right, keep on pushing. Like, she's like, you, you're you onto something. Just keep on exploring. She's like, and I'm supposed to meet with her in two weeks to like go over some stuff and hopefully have a show this, this summer. So it's like, nice. it's just... It's, I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to express myself, but mm-hmm. also just like, wow, like people support me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just like, cause like, there's so many people, and I, I tell people all this at the time too. It's like, not only do you need to follow your heart and just do what you feel is right for you creatively, mm-hmm. but you also have to understand the broader spectrum. Cause one thing I've always been very, just who I am, I'm very logical as well. Yeah. So it's like, not only do I want to be able to create how I want to create, but I want to understand the business side of it. Mm-hmm. And I tell any, I'm like, people are like, oh, what's some advice you have for your I'm like, learn a little bit of the art side, like the business side of art, yeah. because that's going to help you, whether it be marketing, whether it be this, whether it be contracts, stuff like that. I mean, even myself, like I'm still learning, like there's still stuff I have no idea about, but mm-hmm. because I have a little bit of knowledge, it just helped me further on because yeah. it helps you geared towards what exactly you're trying to do because mm-hmm. um, it's like okay i want to paint but what i want to do in paint do i want to really understand do i want to be a mural painter do i want to do i want to paint for for artists and do covers and stuff like that do i want to do that type of stuff do i want to paint for for books do i want to be a fine art do i want to be timeless like picasso or something so yeah. it's like within those conversations with yourself you kind of find exactly like what it is like who you are yeah and that's one of the the sort of goals of open canvas is to sort of like speak to the uh, creative entrepreneur community like the people who are like creatives but they also understand the business of what they do you know and i think that's really important especially now because i think more and more especially as creatives um our value um is becoming more and more relevant that we have to learn 
we have to learn our value. We have to learn logistically what we should be worth, you know, in these situations when we're talking to people, you know, so. Yeah, man, even like me, my homie, Naska, um, shout out to Naska, is amazing mm-hmm. um, photographer as well from Montreal. Oh, Naska Demi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, him, uh, and, him and Marcus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, we, yeah. me and him were just talking about it too, because mm-hmm. it's like, today's like creative um, world, I guess you could say, and like mm-hmm. community. It's like you have so many people that want to be a creative. It's, it's definitely a time of like a new renaissance where people are like, I want to be an artist. Right. But they, they just, they want it for the title or the, mm, the, the gratification. What it looks like. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But because of that, it's it's doing shifts that are good for the art world, but it's also doing shifts that are very bad for the art world. Explain. Um, because now you have people where they're like, oh, I want to be an artist. So it's like, they're coming out like, oh, I'll do a photo shoot for $50. Like I'll do, I'll do a paint for $50. I'm doing this for $50 or people will reach out to you like, oh, I want to buy a print. And then be like, oh, how, how much do you sell your prints for? It's like, okay, well, what do you feel like? Like, if you feel your work is worth this, sell mm. it for that. Mm. Um, and if someone doesn't buy it, fuck it. Someone else will come along that, that appreciates your value that you set for yourself. Mm. Um, so it's just like you said, understanding your value, but also understanding the business thing. Because if you're just coming out like shooting low ball numbers, you're messing up the market now. Mm. So if, if you have people that are, are set and it's like, okay, well, I'm shooting this style of campaign, this and this for this price. Now you're getting young artists where it's like, oh, I'll shoot that, like that. And you see it all the time. You see brands that are like, oh, I like your work. Like, we'll give you this much and the exposure. And people, these young kids are like, oh yeah, that's great. At that. yeah. And it's like, now now you've messed up that market because mm-hmm. now you've taken exposure. So now they're, now they're to, to other people like, oh, I'll pay you this and some exposure. Yeah. And it's like, that exposure is not mm-hmm. gonna feed me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have to understand that value to keep that market value up, not only for yourself, but for the other people in your field. Spitting game right now, man. <laughs> that's real, that's real. Yeah, so I'm just seeing now, man, like even you saying like, you sort of just learning what type of canvases you wanted to use or what type of paint you would want to go with and it was almost like you were almost like learning about yourself and how you create through that whole process and and it just sounds like you're 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 sort of just like finding yourself through the art you know and sort of learning about yourself through it yeah i mean because i mean that's what art is supposed to be too it's Mm. supposed to be a very reflective process Mm. like why are you creating like that should be your number one question all the time like if you don't remember the point of why you chose to create, why are you creating still? Mm. And if you've lost that that answer to that question, like you've lost yourself creatively, because mm. that's the point where you're just creating to create for other people. Right. right. Um, so I mean, even from with myself, like you said, I'm still exploring that avenue. Mm. I mean, even now it's like I'm still in the beginning phases of being a contemporary painter. So yeah. it's like I still have answers I don't have the answers to, or there's questions I still don't have the answers to. Mm. So even now it's like, okay, like what's important to me? How am I going to separate my art? from other people that other people aren't doing, but how am I gonna keep it true to myself? Yeah. And for me, I mean, one thing I'm exploring now is like I'm learning how to create my own paint, I guess you could say, through like natural materials like spices or pigments or different oils. And the reason I'm doing that is just kind of how I grew up. Um, My family being part Native American. Growing up in Colorado, my grandma used to always take me out hiking or Mm. go see like elk and whatnot. So nature has always been a very key influence in my life. And I'm like, and I was just this conversation sitting with myself. I'm like, what can I do to tap into that joy or those memories that I've made with my own family and project that into my art? And I'm like, what can I, how can I explain it? I'm like, nature, nature, nature. I'm like, resources that are right here. Mm -hmm. So I was, and I still didn't know how I was going to explore it. And I'm still exploring. It's always going to shift and evolve. Mm -hmm. But the first step is like, all right, okay. I knew I got one answer to explore another question. Yeah. So within that, I mean, I was just cooking one day. I looked over and I was like, 
turmeric. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this would make a dope yellow. Mm. So I was like, and my paint was like a painting I was working on was still drying. Mm. So I was like, fuck it. I opened the turmeric and just like <laughs> threw it on there yeah. and like let it dry in there. Like I didn't know what I was gonna do, but I just let it dry in there and like. Yeah. It set, but then like the next layer of paint I added on, like it mixed with that and like created like this like odd like hue. Mm. So I was like, oh shit. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let me start exploring how I can use different spices and more. And now it's evolving more and more and more. So like even within those small conversations with yourself about your past and what you're trying to get to, it's like you find those answers to creating for who, why am I creating? Like wow. not who am I creating for, but why am I creating for myself? Yeah. How can I put myself into this painting? That's that's like, that gets to the heart of it, man. And, and I feel like no matter what, form of creativity that is like for you it's through painting photography but for someone else it could be be anything really yeah i mean it goes it goes for any art form in general i mean it's, yeah. you see it with with let's say documentary style photographers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. their question might have been like okay why am i going to capture this moment like why is this why is this affecting me and it's because it might be to where let's say Let's say someone that's documented like Ferguson when the Ferguson mm. riots are going on. Mm -hmm. Like if they're from that thing, it's like, okay, I'm gonna document this not only because if they're from there, it's like, okay, this is my community, this happens to you. So it's like, you're connected through that. Mm. So it's like, I need to document this to let my people's voice. Yeah. So it's like, your purpose and like, what is important to you is like, okay, this, these are my people. Like I have mm. to show that voice. So it's like, that might be their purpose. But let's say, he's my cousin, for example, his EP he just released was called All Pride Aside. And for him is, he just moved to New York last mm. February. So he's been in, in New York a year now. Yeah. And within that first year, kind of the same thing, mm. like losing yourself, finding yourself. So mm. it's like within his music, he knew the question he was asking is like, what did I go through? And it's mm. like, okay, I had to put my pride aside. Yeah. And so it's like, he had to put his pride aside and how he did that to tell people was through his music. Yeah. So it's just those questions with yourself. It's like, why am I creating? Like, nah. why am I creating this story, this project, this piece? Mm. And within that answer is what the art comes to. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Like, I feel like um, hearing your perspective here, because I think us as the, the public, we see your work and, you know, just to hear your thoughts behind it and like your process is, is amazing, man. So I really appreciate you even sharing what you have so far. You know, I, I think um, a lot of times, whether it's like a younger cat who may see what you do or any any creative and it's like, man, I want to do that one day or I want to like get involved in certain things. And, you know, they may not understand like the process or even the, the right questions to ask. Um, I feel like this podcast is sort of like a way for people to get sort of that insight and that teaching, that education. Yeah, know? I mean, definitely. I mean, because that's the thing, like you said, education, like mm. there's different forms of education. That's right. one thing that's very powerful is like you always need to learn. Mm. You don't always need to go to school to learn. There's different ways of learning. Like mm. you can you can still read books. You can still talk to people. You can listen to podcasts. And it's like there's so many there's so many resources for you to still learn and grow. Mm. That's like you can never being content or being fearful of that content is what kills you mm. as a person, creatively, anything like that. Mm. Cause if you're content, that means you stop learning. Mm. It's like, if you get to that point, it's like, okay, I'm good. Right. Like I got you that. It's like, you're no longer living. Like yeah, there's always something for you to learn. Yeah. And that, whether that's as an artist, whether that's as a person, there's always a lesson to be learned. I mean, even even now in, in my current stage in life, it's like, I'm breaking bad habits that like my girlfriend and other people have pointed out mm. and they might not have broke because like, I might have the knowledge, the acknowledgement of like, okay, you pointed out to me, mm -hmm. but I didn't have the answer of like why I was doing that now. Yeah. But now these habits are breaking through either a conversation or a situation I've been through where it's like, it's kind of giving you that, that click like, yeah, like 
oh shit <laughs> that's what you were talking about yeah. and even even in those moments like you might get what they were talking about but you might not have the answer of like why you're still doing mm-hmm. it but then you get to a point where it's like oh shit that's why i'm doing it right, right. and it's like it's like adding gears to the whole clock it's yeah. like once every piece gets there it's like the clock starts ticking and it's like yeah oh okay <laughs> like yeah and we're okay. all going through that process yeah i mean you know? it's it's yeah. non-stop and like that's one thing that people have to realize it's like you you always have to have those moments mm. it might not be that impactful but it's just those little things that make it click and you're just like mm. oh shit that's kind of dope this makes sense i mean even now it's like one thing i think a lot of people get so concerned into is like especially as like artists like mm. it's like okay i want to focus on this one thing and that's not bad like i'm saying and that's one thing that's kind of been i feel like as my curse is like i'm so like intrigued by so many things i'm like I want to go do interior design now. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's it's good to have your like one two main focuses, but don't be afraid to explore the things because yeah. exploring those other things, you might find an answer to what you're working on. Mm-hmm. So for me, I mean, lately, like I've been making random like playlists just of like, and I was doing it for myself for music. I'm listening to just for my painting, so I don't have to switch songs or whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm gonna put this out so people like like the music I'm listening, they can listen to it too. Oh, like it's yeah. just another form of sharing and learning. Mm. Um, and like my homie's like, oh, you're gonna start DJ? I'm like, nah, nah, chill. Like, but then I'm just like, well, if I just learn the bases, like, I can make a mix now and put that out, and then it's not a playlist, so it's easier. But right, I'm like, right. so even like sometimes I'm like, all right, chill. Like, first off, I don't need me to spend more money on stuff I don't really need. But it's like at the same time, you can't be explored, like afraid to explore those. Exactly. So it's like if I'm at the homie's house and his equipment's there, I'm like, okay, let me try to mix play with this a little bit. Yeah, yeah definitely. So it's like if it, it, if it intrigues you, like, explore it like it might not ever lead to something but at least you know you don't have that contentment like nah i'm good yeah it's like you have to keep that mindset as you have to be an adult but still live like a child mm. to where it's like mm. you think about child they're interested they're curious they always want to they always want to play with things they always want to learn something yeah. so it's like if it piques your interest do it like yeah like you want to explore painting do it like i mean that's one thing i did with like an artist talk and it's just like even if someone might not agree with it, mm. there's always, like I said earlier, there's always going to be someone that disagrees, but always someone that agrees. So it's like, but in the day, you have to follow your own heart. Like, mm. if it's wrong, right, is that even possible? Because it's, it's wrong and right. Mm-hmm. Is that real? Like, it thing, some people's yeah. going to be wrong, some people's going to be right. So everyone's going to have that opinion to what right and wrong is. So it's mm. like, as long as it feels good to you, yeah. explore. Yeah. You might learn a lesson. It's like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. But within that decision to still explore it, you learn that lesson. Right, right. So it's like, just explore and just have fun. It's all about finding your truth, you know? And I think that's that's sort of like the, the joy of it. You say like living like a child, that's really what it is. Like as a kid, like we'll be climbing up on things, seeing what, you know. Man, I broke what, so many bones as a yeah, kid. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, and that's that's a part of it, you know? That's a part of exploring, you know? It's like there is a risk of, you know, hurting yourself, but at the same time, it could be a major reward of like, realizing something about yourself you didn't even know existed i mean we take a risk going to work every day especially in new york that's like that's like people always like i always joke with people and like i'm i'm partly serious but it's also just like i'm just joking because like people like oh get home safe i'm like it's new york like (laughs) anything can happen exactly like i can like people like oh you're eating that like that's bad for you i'm like breathing this air in new york is bad for me like i'm like there's always there's always that risk but it's like i'm gonna enjoy it like that's what i want do. Right. So, so um, what does like the the future look like, man? Are you gonna stay within painting, or do you see yourself like uh, trying different things out, or even just within what you're doing now? What's next for you? Um, what's next for me? I mean, painting and photography are definitely like the two locked in. Like mm-hmm. that's gonna be like what I'm making my career in. Yeah. Um, the future, man. I mean, the future. I mean, it, it's always changing. Um, at the moment, 
I plan to go back to school, but you know, I gotta pay off some debts and whatnot. Um, what I go back to school for, it's still in the process because mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, whether that be, like I said, I've been very intrigued by interior design. Mm. Um, just because I, I love the idea of design, how it can like affect people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm, I've always been one to. I like psychology, or not psychology, um, philosophy and stuff like mm. that. So it's like, I'm always intrigued of how things can benefit other people, but also my own artwork. Absolutely. Um, so it's like, if I go back to school, cause it's like, if I go back to school, I want it to be something for career wise. Mm. Cause it's like, it's like, I could go back to school for painting. I could go back to school for something of that manner that teaches me what I'm already doing, but it's like, I'm already practicing. Like, yeah, it might give me a lesson that I might not learn on my own, which is always beneficial. Yeah. But if I'm gonna pay for school, I wanna do something that's gonna challenge me, but also set me up for a career to where it's like, okay, like my own practice might slow down a little bit while I'm in this career, but that career could set me up for connections I might need later on for that, for that passion, or it's just like, okay, if I have a family, like I'm providing for my family, but still doing my practice. Right, right. So, so I'm gonna pay for school, I'm gonna challenge myself to something new that intrigues me, mm -hmm. but also is gonna set me up better later on. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, school is down the line, of, of, of course. Um, yeah, painting, I'm like, right now in this this present state, mm -hmm. um, is yeah, just keep on exploring and keep on working with these pieces I'm working on now, have a meeting with Curity, hopefully, in goal is hopefully have a show this summer nice, I mean, that, nice. that's that's the soon goal that i'm aiming for photography um now i'm only shooting like film mm -hmm. just to keep that tangibility mm -hmm. um so yeah I mean, yeah those are the two immediate passions but i mean if something intrigues me i'm still gonna explore it that's real man that's <laughs> real well once again man I, I feel like there's so much more you can share but we're gonna end the episode there where we're i mean uh, hey we might have to have self tune soon let's do it let's <laughs> do it for sure man like once again thank you really appreciate it man like i feel like i'm learning a lot about myself just hearing about some of the things you're talking about um there's so many things i think that you've shared that a lot of creatives like can relate to and but it's uniquely your story you know and i feel like a lot of people can learn and gain something from your insight and what you've learned over the years man so i, I just see nothing but good things happening continuing to elevate and grow and build not only your brand but your person like who you are as a person i feel like that's the most important thing it's like beyond our brands and our names like who are we as people so i feel like yeah. you man are, are definitely on that track and, and i respect it man and like you said earlier man like this is our first time meeting but the energy is definitely like um like you know a respect there for sure nah, so. i mean i appreciate you for having me i mean i think open campus is an amazing idea and I'm, I'm i'm thankful i can be on shows like this to um share that knowledge i mean even if it's even if it's not beneficial to someone right away, it's like at least it's out there so if someone can find it. I mean, you never, know, you never know who can come along in these, um, whether, I mean, you never know who you might run into on the train. So it's like hmm. those brief moments that you, you stumble upon something, those are like the most intriguing things. It means it's, it's like being on Netflix when you find that, that random show, like, yeah. oh, this shit is fire. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, it's dope to when someone can stumble hmm. upon these. And at least, like you said, it's documented now. And that's what's most important because now, now it has that tangibility. It's like, it's there. Mm. It's in the world. So the world, yeah. if someone comes across it, if no one does, cool. But at least it's there. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, man. Once again, really appreciate it. This has been the Open Canvas with my brother here. Next up, we'll see. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Definitely, man. Thank you. Thank you again, man. Appreciate it. To find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at The Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email. Taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander.